Here's the great thing about God is that he has loved us for millennium, for millennia. When, when ba- Pastor Evan started talking about, and then my, Mom started talking this morning about Lord of the Breaker, God has, been, has broken these things for us for thousands of years that have already been done. If you go to verse 12, can you go back to verse 12? In Micah 2, verse 12, it says, let me get a different version. It says, I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of you. I will surely gather remnant of Israel. I will put them together as a sheep of Basra, as a flock in the midst of their fold. They shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them and the Lord of the head of them. When a king comes in, everybody gives reverence. Everybody bows. Every door opens. Everything's accessible because he's a king and he owns it all. And what the Lord says is, I am gone before you. I have gone before you, and you walk in my trail. So as I walk and open, you have access. You're trying to open doors that God has already opened. You're trying to be the breaker instead of letting God do his job. God says, I will break through for that job for you. It's already done. I'll break through that saves of accounts for you. It's already done. Because I remember being in college, asking mom, dad, like every time we get our money together, it just seems like something happens. And we couldn't explain it. And she was like, that's a curse. And in college, you'll get... I mean, it was big to have $1,000 saved up. And we worked so hard and a tire go out, an alternator mess up. Something would always happen to take what we tried to save. And what we didn't understand at that point was the, how the enemy, their clouds, just because of where we are and the way our thinking, what happens? And she said, the Lord of the breakthrough, assign what you want to happen. So about 36, so about 18 years ago or so, I decided to say, Lord, you run this. You break through this savings account. You break through this money. And I assign my savings to do what I desire based on your will. It wasn't a rainy day account. It wasn't an emergency fund. Its sole purpose was to accomplish the will of God. And for 18 years, I haven't had a rainy day moment. Because you can plan for tires, they're going to wear out. Your hot water heater will break. And you have money for that. But the money I put in savings, I use for the kingdom. And you can assign that. Why? Because I don't govern it. The breaker does. He has gone before to open doors that nobody else can close. 
And when dad was teaching about grace and all week, I was like, man, what am I? All right, dad got notes and everything. But the, the word I kept hearing was grace unfiltered. Because the word grace gives us access. It's God's unmerited favor. And even in hearing the word of God, we filter grace down to something that we can comprehend. But God says, my grace is unfiltered. In essence, and we make grace this little thing that's passive. But God says, my grace has power. My grace has broken through. My grace isn't something you sit on the whatnot shelf and let the connect gut dust because it's this good thing. But grace brings us into what God has already established for our life. And what we have to do is take a position of authority to walk in the grace by faith so that we can access what God has already given to us. And I was like, well, God, okay, let's tell me more. He said, when I established Adam, it was the example of what I wanted to do. He says, fellowship of champions has been assembling a group of people for years. And what I desired, because you think this grace message is just about you. So it's more than about me. It's about kingdom. God has been establishing people, you and I, so that we can take on sectors of this world to dominate and exercise his authority as remnants in this earth operating in the same power he does. God put Adam in the earth to run the Eden. But as they multiplied, they were all going to run different things. But we know he made a bad decision. And ever since then, God has been figuring out a way to get you back. The problem is we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us. God says, told Adam to subdue, multiply, replenish, have dominion, right? That's what we do through grace. And he was like, but the problem is you don't understand the love story. So check this out. About 1996, I saw April for the first time. That's my wife. And when I first saw her, our relationship was young, right? She didn't even know who I was. And as we started dating, there were things in the beginning of our relationship that may have broken down our relationship because it wasn't yet established. But now we've been married 16 and together 21. There are things now that could have happened then that won't tear it down because we got something invested. She can go where she wants, I'm just going to follow. Why? Because I got too much invested in this in 21 years to throw it away. But if I would have got a crazy text when we were dating, if some little girl would have said something crazy when we was dating, some of y'all like that now. But you would have thrown it all away because at the end of the day, there's nothing invested. God said, Ralph, I have been establishing my love for you for millennia, for thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, I have been loving you. And what you're trying to do in your flesh is understand a thousand times love in a few decades. 
I can't understand the immense love God has for me over thousands of years and three decades. But that's why he said he'll send the Holy Spirit to cause his love to be shed abroad in our heart. Because he was trying to give us access now to decades and millennia of love so that we can understand the investment that he made in us. And when we understand that investment of love, we don't consider how he wouldn't give us a house. Because my daddy loved me from decades. And he gave me the best thing he had on the front. As soon as Adam sinned, God had already planned on how to get you back. While he was sitting in the garden, walking through, asking Adam, Adam, where are you? And Adam's talking about where he was. He was thinking about Ralph and how he was going to line me up so that I could have everything I needed. That's how long he's loved me. And when we understand a love like that, my faith always works. Because faith works by the understanding of the love you got of your father. And when my faith works, I access everything that grace has provided. And that's what God's saying is grace unfiltered. Quit playing this little life. You ain't little. For the last two and a half years, I struggled with who I was, how I'm going to teach. Because growing up with mom and dad, man, you hear the word, you're like, who am I? And growing up trying to please my daddy and all of that, but you don't even know your identity until you understand grace. You can't access the fullness of your person until you understand how much your daddy loves you. So through grace, by faith, we understand and we access. And so God is saying that fellowship of champions have this ability to dominate different sectors in this world so that we can bring kingdom into the earth. Your $40,000 ain't about you. Your $100,000 job ain't about you. But every time God says, I need you to stop self-centering yourself. You ain't the center of this. My love is. But every time, well, God, I can't apply for this job because I centering yourself. God, I'm single because centering yourself. God, this is lacking because centering yourself. Tell your neighbor to neighbor. It ain't about you. It's about love. Because nothing you did caused God to think about you while he was talking to Adam. You weren't even here. Your mama and your mama nim 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 wouldn't even think thought about. But as he walked through the, and, 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 and because for me as a father, it's been one of the best things ever to understand God's love for me. Because I will be walking through my house trying to figure out how to take care of my kids better. They don't even got to ask. I just want to do. And God says, you've been an earthly father want to do that. Being evil, how much more? 
And so God says a lot of us, we don't spend the time understanding his love because the relationships horizontally have caused us to skew our relationship with him. You grew up with no good daddy. Let's just call it what it is. Your mama tried, but she couldn't be everything. You've been abused. You've been wrecked. You've been havoced. People haven't treated you right. And now you're looking at God the way you have had your horizontal relationships. And the bad part about it, kind of like Kanye said, Kanye said, what do Christians have to say? You know? He like, what do Christians have to say? They're the ones... So we have been the ones who were supposed to be the example, the epitome of God's love while we're going wrecking people's relationships with God. Me raising my kids has more to do with God than anything to do with me. Because if I can love them the way that God desires to be loved, they will grow up knowing what a relationship should look like. And so that's why we're praying, Lord of the breaker. We break every bad relationship, every epitome, every example of a poor relationship now that you use to compare who God is to whoever was in your life. And see, this is how amazing that love is. So God said, Ralph, check it. You got to realize that what you do don't matter. He says, my love seeks to restore. My love seeks to forgive. Y'all know, don't play me. Your spouse or your significant other, your kid do something to you. How many of you guys have sought them out to restore them back to the place they're supposed to be? God says, I've been looking since Adam to put you back in place. I ain't waiting on an apology. I'm not even waiting on repentance. I did it in full faith that I would reconcile you back. See, we want people, if somebody wronged me, I want them to come up to me and say, I'm sorry, and then I forgive them. God said, no, no, we we got love all messed up. Think about it. God made a decision to restore you before you ever was created. You didn't even have the opportunity to say, I'm sorry. And God sought you out for reconciliation. Not only that, he then said, I will put you back at the top where you were before you ever did anything. Because he said that from the beginning of time, it was for my kids to rule. And because I'm my my father's son, it's my job to dominate. It's my job to walk around with my head up high knowing that I'm my daddy's baby and I'm his favorite child. Knowing that I have access to things that nobody else does, but they can if they want it. And I don't got to apologize for who I am. Quit being that old humble Christian who walks around. And I'm talking to me because this is how I had to talk to myself over the last few years. Well, it's this or it's that, and you did this. God says, I don't want to hear all that. Be who I called you to be. You don't got to apologize. Say, I will not apologize for my greatness. I want to apologize for my greatness. I have to stand up. So, 
and I'm trying to take y'all through all what I've been talking to myself because grace has been good to me. But, 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 but my, the, the whole way I've looked at it, man, it's God is like, look, dude, I love you. Quit playing games. And so let me get back. Hold on, let me get back. I ain't touched my notes. So, hold on. Heaven exists right now in your life. You ain't waiting on heaven. Heaven ain't outside the door. Heaven is right here now. Full access to all he has. And the reason I know that we don't fully understand that because this building's still standing. Because if we knew what all we had, if God showed you the glimpse of where he sees you and all that you govern in this earth, you would turn this place up. We are bigger than this. There's more in us. What we have to do is understand that from Adam, God loved us. That no matter what we do, no matter what we say, that God loves us more than anything you can do. And when you comprehend a love like that, you have full access to your daddy's lap. That's what we love about children. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, who I'm talking to. My kids know they got access. It don't matter if they had a bad day at school, if they just got a spanking. When my kids need, they come to me because they know I'm a good daddy. And they ain't apologizing for what they interrupt. But somehow along the way, we have gotten all messed up thinking that we can't come to our Father. You can't interrupt God. He's big enough to access us all at the same time. Thank you, Lord. Comprehend this. Everybody can go on their phone right now and access the Internet. It won't break. God made Internet. Listen. You don't have to feel bad because you messed up yesterday. He wants you there since Adam. Thank you, Lord. He wanted you there. Everything he did, he did it because he wanted us back. And that's the love that fuels our faith. That's the love that fuels our faith. That's the love that broke it all up. That's the love that when I comprehended about my money, that God says, Ralph, you'll be all right. And so what I got to do now is some reconcile some years. Years when I was prophesied that I'd be a millionaire because it's been my desire to fund the kingdom of God. And so what, you got, what we all got to do is do what we called to do. I'm nobody's nurse, but I love education. So I'm going to dominate my arena 
And what God, what the enemy has done with our identities, if I can get you tied up to want to be X, because it make more money being X, and you deny that gift inside of you, I called to be Y, because you chasing money, we leave kingdom uncovered. And souls are at liberty to be attacked because we not doing what we supposed to do. Yeah, God can raise somebody else up, but I want him to raise me. I mean, who wants to rock the crowd in their place? The other thing God told me, he says, you have attributed too much success of people to their ability to be talented or gifted. And that has caused you to minimize your responsibility of discipline to be great. Ralph, what do you mean? If we see somebody great, we immediately think they just talented. When you think about athletes in the NFL, the first thing you think, oh man, they were just born with it. They were born and every day they worked. Those mundane, ordinary, daily activities of running the ball, of practicing the talent, what they did, they perfected over days and hours of practice a skill that we call talent. But it's easy for me to call it talented because then it disqualifies me because I wasn't born with it. Because what I want to do is make it easier on me because what did God say? We always trying to center ourselves. Because it's easy for me to say when Rich played football, he was the best on the field. And I couldn't be like Rich. But Rich worked. And we want to minimize people. That doesn't even do him no service to say he's just talented. He's talented because he worked his tail off. He put in the time. You don't, and we look at great men and women of faith and we just think they're born with it. I remember we used to look at Pastor C and think, like, how does she believe God for this? How does she believe God for that? Pastor C ain't no better than you. But she has spent time meditating on the word of God. She has spent time comprehending the love of her father. And she knows that when she goes to her father's lap and asks, she receives not because of anything to do with her, but because he loved her anyway. It was God's choice, not yours. You're not even here because you want to be here. You are here because God wanted you here. You had nothing to do with anything. But yet we center ourselves and make it about us. Tell your neighbors and neighbor, you don't matter. What you say don't matter. What you do don't matter. When it, when it comes to God's love. You didn't ask. I didn't ask. He chose. He promised. And the fulfillment of his promise has absolutely nothing to do with me. If I tell Aiden, I promise to take you to Disney World this summer, it doesn't matter. And see, here's our, here, here's our poor parenting. Poor relationships have messed us up. We've had so many people promise us stuff that they never fulfilled. 
I had the daddy to say, I'll pick you up. At 6, we're going to Magic Springs. I'm fully dressed at 4.55 waiting. I'm asking mama, at 6, where my daddy? At 7, where my daddy? I'm crying in mama's lap because daddy didn't come through. And if you don't harbor, harbor those thoughts and all of those relationships and discard those when it comes down to understanding your real father, they will hinder your access. Because it won't be that God has not provided, it will be your thinking has shut you out. The only thing that can separate you from access to God is your choice. The devil can't stop you. He's already defeated. He can't stop us, but the only thing that can stop us was the same thing that stopped Adam. That choice. So when I make a choice to believe God for everything he is, I make a choice to access all that he has. But when I choose to let earthly relationships determine how my father would treat me, I limit the scope of his capacity to perform in my life. Does that make sense? So God, we thank you that right now in the name of Jesus, that our minds are completely restored, God. That we forgive every person that ever wronged us. We thank you, God, that right now in the name of Jesus, that every relationship that was unlike you, God, we cast all those things down in the name of Jesus. I thank you that today, God, that our eyes are open, our, ear, our eyes are open, our ears hear, God, and we understand and comprehend the fullness of your love, the depth, the width, the height, the breadth of your love, God. We understand all of who you are today, God. And we don't compare you to anything in this earth. Hallelujah. That's good teaching. Here's what we go do. We go activate what he just said. You have a forgiveness exercise. We go do parental first. You have an issue with your father. Stand to your feet. You have an issue. I commend you. Give them a hand clap. It takes a lot. You have an issue with your father. Now, what Ralph just told us is that God has chosen you. And many of you have felt that you weren't chosen because your father did not choose you the way that he should have. So what I would like you to understand is that your father did not not choose you because you were you. He didn't choose you because he was him. Mm-hmm. It was not your brokenness. It was his brokenness. Let that, let that sink in. You are not not chosen because you weren't enough. You were not not chosen because of how the enemy played with him to make him think he wasn't enough. So now you're like, but I'm standing here and I struggle with my identity because I've never known the validation of a father. So the first thing you're going to do is we're going to do something called the forgiveness exercise. It's supernatural every time we've done it. So what you're going to do is people, you see the people who are standing. So someone who's not standing partner with the people who are standing.
If you were standing and you don't have somebody, lift your hand so somebody can come to you. Somebody right there. Hey, Ralph. Kedron, come to Ralph. Stay, stay Ralph. Don't go. Don't go. Okay, so now here's what we're going to do. You're going to look face-to-face, face-to-face. Some of you haven't let anybody see in your face in a long time. You don't want nobody to see in your face. Face-to-face. Oh, Valley, you standing? Okay, we're going to tag some. We're going to tag some people in because we're going to do it. We're going to do it face-to-face. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to, um, hold on, Jared, you didn't stand right. Come, come here. He can, you can tag in for one of them. Now what you're going to do is you're going to imagine that this is your opportunity. This is your father standing in front of you. Here's the other thing that the Lord is just saying to me. Some of you keep being disappointed because you are waiting on an apology that they do not have capacity to give. They simply don't have capacity to give it. And they didn't do you right, and, and, or they did the best they could. Some of you, your, your, your fathers may not even know that you're injured, and you've been holding your life in place because you're waiting on a validation. So what you're going to do today is you're going to imagine that this is your father standing in front of you. Do not hit him. Do not hit him. A little humor to help with the deliverance, a little humor. And you're going to say, whatever you call him, dad, father, by his name, whatever it is, you're going to look that person in the eye and you are going to say, say his name. I choose to forgive you. Now I want you to take a deep breath. Yeah, I see that thing breaking, that thing breaking, that thing breaking. There have literally been things, particularly over the men right now, some places that you have been held back because you didn't necessarily know your identity. I command those things to be broken off of you now in the name of Jesus. I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to do it again because that, see, those paternal wounds, they're deep. So I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to call them by name again. And I want you to say, I choose to forgive you. Take another deep breath, blow it out. Take a deep breath, blow it out. Take a deep. Why are you having us to blow? Energy is in the breath. Energy is in the breath. You need to blow it out. Everybody contains energy. Unforgiveness is an energy. You have to blow it out. Blow it out. Deep breath. See that unforgiveness ball up in your stomach. See that rejection ball up in your stomach. See it ball up in your stomach. Take a deep breath and exhale it. Exhale it. Those of you who are not standing, uh, who are not praying, could y'all just pray for the people who are there? Just pray for the people who are there. We're going to do it a third time. You're going to gather it all up, all the injuries, what they didn't do when you were six, particularly somebody in here had a big breach at six, a big disappointment at six. Six and 13, something significant happened. Six and 13. Anybody who can remember something at six or 13, I just want to see what we're working with. Some disappointments, yes. We'll take another deep breath. This time you're actually going to say dad, whether you call them that or not. You'll say, dad, I choose to forgive you. 
Now I want you to take a deep breath, blow it out. And then as a sign of surrender that you're releasing it, I just want you to lift your hand straight up, straight up. Release, lift your hand straight up, straight up, straight up. Straight up. Now we're not through because now we got to seal it. Grab their hands again, grab their hands again. Now here's your confession, a person who just released the breath. Say, Dad, I choose to forgive you. Whether you hurt me intentionally or unintentionally, I choose to believe that you did what you did because you lacked identity. And in releasing you, I just released myself to receive my true identity from the Father. I declare, hmm, some, who, who spoke curses over their father? Who's, go ahead and tell the truth. Somebody you spoke curses, you ain't want nothing to work for them. You did to tell you do right by me kind of thing. Like, who, let me see. Somebody in here spoke curses. You didn't want, come on, I knew that. By the Holy Ghost, you spoke curses over your father. Say, as a child of God, I take my place. I step out of the curse on my life and free you to step out of the curse on your life. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Say, from this day forward, I refuse to operate as an orphan. I am not an orphan. Say, orphan spirit. Go now. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Blow it out. How many of you literally can feel something happening in your body? You can feel something happening. Now, here, here's the next part of it. Last part of it. Last, paternal wounds are deeper than if your friend just betray you because a parent is supposed to parent. So when a parent doesn't parent, there's a wound that's left, okay? So that we got to take a little more time with fathers and mothers, okay? All right? Declare this, say, every disease in mind or body that was attached to me through rejection, I kick it out now. I kick it out now. Come on. I kick it out now. I kick it out now. Everything that was able to stay attached to me because I was in unforgiveness, all the headaches, all the anxiety, all the back pains, even stomach pains, even the stomach pains from the stress, even the stomach pains, even depression, I kick it out now. I know who my father is. I know who my father is. I know who my father is. Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. All your diagnosis, ball them up, all your diagnosis. Hear me, I'm not telling you that you don't need counseling or somebody to work you through. I'm saying we've broken the thing spiritually so now that you can do the work naturally. Because some of you have been in counseling for years and it hasn't manifested anything because you keep trying to break something in the soul that has to be broken in the spirit first. So now you can go to counseling. Now you can read the books and make progress. Now you can accelerate. Now you can be, move rapidly. Come on, exhale, exhale all sickness, all disease, all anxiety, all mental distress, all rejection, all insecurity, all false identities. Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Blow it out. Do it again. Deep breath. Now, this time I want you to inhale identity. Inhale. 
You are enough. You are enough. You're more than enough. You are enough. Somebody just felt something happen. Yeah. So just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise.